All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Ain't no rules. There is no plan. No safety net. Yeah, baby. (laughs) The Three Nose Podcast. Oh, Peter Patter, let's get at her. Hello and welcome to the Three Nose Podcast. And what are the Three Nose, Jason? The Three Nose are, there are no rules, no plan, and no safety net. Excellent. Let's do this. Wait, wait. Wait. That was three. Yeah. I did mine. You did yours. Okay, so I'm Jason. I'm Mike. And I'm Brent. (gasps) A wild Brent has appeared. A wild Brent has appeared yet again. Quit. Throw Pokeballs at him. Okay, how about cheers instead, fellas? Cheers. Here we go. Cheers. So. Typical growers beach for me. 1792, Sons of Kent. What do you got there, boy? I got Walkerville Easy Easy Stout. All right, get a little bit closer to that microphone. Walkerville Easy Stout. There you go. Get up on that microphone. Get on that microphone. Get on that microphone. Yep. So. Uh, do the socials first. I want to try something. Do the socials first. Do the socials first okay. because nobody listens to the end of the show. <laughs> I do. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> One person does. Maybe Deborah Jane. Okay. As well. well our socials. So we're on Twitter at, uh, at it's at the number three, N-O-E-S podcast. Um, oh, no, I did that joke already. Yeah, you did that last time. Yeah. Um, we have an email account, Gmail specifically. Again, it's the number three, N-O-E-S pod at uh, gmail.com. Well, sorry. What? I want to do that joke again. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> Hard to break it? Yeah, habit. <laughs> and then, of course, you can always find us on our Facebook page at the Three Nose Podcast. Yep, and you can find this podcast at just about, well, specifically at uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and just about any other platform that you listen to podcasts on. Yep. Just, I use Anchor. You use Anchor? Yeah, we do have our... our uh, our home landing page of Anchor.fm. Yeah, um, that's where I get. That's where I watch you guys. Sorry, listen to you guys all the time. Let's nice. say you're watching. Where, where's the cameras? No, no cameras. We definitely got enough light now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blinding here. Well, I'm gonna I, have a tan by the time we're done. No, you can't because those are LEDs and they don't have the right. Uh, okay, we'll just have cancer. Got it. Right there, you go. Okay, better. Sure. Not better. <laughs> <laughs> so, we brought Brent over tonight to uh, specifically watch a movie. Yeah, Brent doesn't ha- or has not watched a lot of movies. No. So, and we reference a lot of movies in our, you know, circles and stuff. Right. So, what this movie that we inflicted upon Brent tonight. <laughs> there we go. That's better. <laughs> yeah. So, it was the 2000 2000, yes. Uh, Brian Johnson, written and directed movie, Vulgar. And boy, was it. Wasn't it? <laughs> it was, it is something else. If you've it's, not it's seen fucked it, up. it's fucked up. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Basically, yeah. It's, Brian it, Johnson is one twisted motherfucker. Uh, yeah. And he would tell you that to yes, his face. Absolutely. So. He's proud of that fact. Yep. But, you, oh. Uh, oh, okay. I, sorry, I, had, I, I just didn't want to burp into the microphone. <laughs> okay, it didn't sound like a burp. I thought you were going to throw up. Oh. No, no, that was that, that was only happened a couple times during the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, after this viewing of Vulgar, your first viewing of it, what is your first impression of this movie? 
fucked up. <laughs> you said it best, fucked up. Fucked up, huh? Oh, yeah, it was um, very, very unique, and I had a good story, Ed. It's ups and downs, but just, wow. That's... I- I'm pretty sure my first reaction was exactly the same. I think anybody who's ever <laughs> seen this movie, and there's not a whole lot of people that have seen this flick, are nope. going to say, that's fucked up. Because like, only the real hardcore Kevin Smith fans... View are, askew fans. View askew, well, I, you know, you, you got to yeah. kind of lump them under Kevin, because everybody comes for Kevin and stays right. for everything else kind yeah. of thing. And... So, you know, outside of that circle, a lot of people don't even know this movie exists. No, no. Um, although it does have a bit of a following in, in uh, I think it's considered under the horror genre. Yeah. So. Yeah, that'd be a rare boat, right? <laughs> yeah. So the looking at the, uh, the box here, it says, Flappy takes revenge. A once ridiculed and downtrodden clown elevates to celebrity status when he saves a child from a hostage situation. But being a household name soon brings his skeletons out of the closet. Mm-hmm. And so that is the most benign. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, doesn't description. Do it no, no. They said they, they don't tell you what a ride you're in mm-hmm. when you listen to, when you watch this movie. And even just, and looking at the, the front cover art, like it, you think uh, what's going to, you, you, you kind of predict how you think that movie's going right. to go. Okay. So you, the, the front cover, if you haven't seen it, is a, a it's a black and white with a, a, a color burst of the red nose of mm-hmm. the clown. He shows him, uh, I'd say one quarter from behind mm-hmm. pointing a gun down at somebody. And that's it. Right. That doesn't give you any hint no. of what is inside this box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's When I saw that, I thought it was going to be n- nothing compared to what it was. It was a wild, wild ride. <laughs> Just... I will. So many young, fresh faces that we're so familiar with now, yep. you know? 2000, well, which surprised me. Again, I we talked about this. I thought for sure that that movie came out much closer to Clerks. No. Early, early mid-90s yeah. is what I thought. So I looked at the IMDb, and specifically at Kevin Smith's IMDb for okay. his, his roles in this, just to kind of get an, an idea where of in the timeline. Mm-hmm. So, I think it might have been shot in 96 because there was like a car tag or something that had a 96 date on it. I just... But... Like, because it could, it could have, it could have taken them four years for posts, right? So it might have been shot around then, but released in two thousand, or it could have been just a fake out. Maybe, yeah. It is, it is movies. It sure. is fake yeah. and all lies. So, all right. So I went to Kevin's IMDb, and I hit actor. I scroll all the way to the bottom here. So. You have Kevin Smith, 1994, Clerks, 95, Mallrats, 97, Chasing Amy, 99, Dogma. Hence the special feature of In Defense of Dogma. Right. Mm-hmm. And then 2000, Vulgar. So vulgar he's, he's had one, two, three, well, he's a handful right. of, yeah, of things. I, 
That that does surprise me. I I really did think this movie came out much sooner. Yeah, but it was yeah it was he has a bunch of the movies. Who was the main actor on that one? Because that's Brian O'Halloran, Brian Ooh. Christopher O'Halloran. Oh yes, for this he's built as Brian Christopher O'Halloran, right. and he is a mainstay of the Viewsk universe. He has played Dante in the original Clerks and in Clerks Two, and Gil Hicks, and Gil Hicks in uh, Mallrats, Mallrats. And he was in Dogma. Do- Dogma, yeah, like he, all the movies. Well, he was. He, he even he's even in reboot. He's yep. in Strikes Back. Like he's he had a great. Um, he was great in the acting on that. Like just being able to portray all the different scenes and being able to get that because he played it. I think played it quite well. There was a depth he displayed in this one that you like. You compared it to the Joker, like, right? And like uh, there's I, I, definite similarities there. When I said after the initial assault by the Ferelli brother, Finelli, Ferelli, Finelli, Finelli, Finelli family, he's he's in the tub and he's breaking down. And like I want, this isn't a Joker origin story. This could be easily a Joker origin story. I agree. That would make sense. That whole scene of him trying to like come into grips that he just got home and survived, coming to grips that he survived it. Yes. And that whole meltdown he has in the bathroom and everything, just phenomenal acting. Like, yep. When when he breaks down in Sid's arms, mm-hmm. and that, they said, it shows the survival of that, of that situation. And they said he could finally let it out. I, I, I'm O'Halloran seems like the type that he, you know, he appreciates everything that he's gotten, like working with these guys. Yeah. But I, I will honestly say that, and though that scene in particular should be like his crowning achievement in acting ability compared to what we've seen from him in all the other movies. That I, I scene was a real stretch for his acting ability, and he did it. Yes. Yeah, him just going and, like yeah, you said, breaking down and crying. He was just absolutely incredible with, um, and then, yeah, and then when you said breaking down the iron, but still, and then the other stuff where he was able to go from that, but then also then going to the Flappy character on the, when he was doing this television thing. So, and being able to put on, almost essentially put on a mask, well, figuratively and literally putting on a mask and being the happy-go-lucky Flappy the Clown, get all these other skeletons he has of what happened. I think he was able to exercise part of those demons when he broke up the the kidnapping or the, the standoff thing. Mm-hmm. He He managed to, I think he could see him overcoming what had happened to him. In that situation when he saved that little girl. It was kind of like, because, you know, as they describe it, he was, uh, you know, struggling in his life. Like, yes. You know, and that was kind of his rock bottom moment. Yes. And well, it doesn't and get much more rock no, bottom than. That was his rock bottom moment. No. And then it was after after the uh, the kidnapping, after saving the little girl, he really did, you know, his life turned around. He was going back up again. And that would, you know, that'll go a long way to, you know, help repair yourself. Yes. You know? And I said, every time he went to go visit his mother at the, (sighs) just a brutal interaction every time. I, uh, quite honestly, one of the 
most sickening mother portrayals yes. I've ever seen in film. Yeah, that she had never had a, a good thing to say about him. And she even she even seemed like like she was trying to turn off the television when she saw him being so successful on the on the uh, screen of uh, being as a kid's yeah. uh, mm-hmm. funhouse thing. Yeah, I was she like, got her own TV, turns it on, there he is, and she's like trying to change the channel quick. Yeah, like yeah, he's taking care sick. of her and doing everything. Yeah, oh. it was just nothing. Nothing could you, she you could do could satisfy her, and make her happy. Okay, you're not going to get this reference. Oh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> okay. Yeah. His mom? Carrie's mom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 There, there's definite similarities there. Well, I... I it, less that, religious, but... <laughs> well, yeah, less religious, but but I, I do believe, they said, Johnson is a fan of Stephen King, so oh, yeah. Yeah, they said the, the abusive mother aspect of that probably came directly from Carrie. It would not surprise me. So like the Yeah, Johnson's a huge horror guy. Yeah. Like huge. Yeah. Now I really I am surprised that he didn't produce something else after Vulgar. He talked about that, I remember a long time ago on Tesdy. Yeah. He talked about that and I don't I, I can't remember exactly what he said. I think he felt like he just like he was so proud of Vulgar that he just couldn't go anywhere else. Nothing, you know? nothing would be able. When to you top put it. the bar so high, he's just yeah. he was afraid to even attempt to get back to that bar. Yeah. You know, I think that I I, I could be wrong, but I could have swore I, I I'm pretty confident that that's what he said. So essentially, he was jump. He felt like he already jumped the shark. Yeah, yeah, right out of the gate, jumped yeah. the shark. So, so that that makes perfect. That's when, a good when you analogy. Hit a solid, you know, you want to call it a home run. Like it, I know it didn't have huge success, but it's got a huge cult following. Right. You know, they have vulgar thons for a reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a convention name. Wow. So it's it, but the name does the the, the name does suit its uh, the movie <laughs> <laughs> on so many levels. Yeah. Like if okay, this movie is not for. The weak at heart and or squeamish, <laughs> and there's they said there's especially now some very triggering scenes in this movie. Oh yeah. yeah. So if do your research before you watch this movie, if you're so inclined to watch this movie, because you, you you're going to do yourself a favor by if if you are worried about some, some aspects of this movie. Find out what it is first before you watch it, before you inflict that trauma upon yourself. The only thing that ha- that saves it a little bit is the fact that it's not that graphic. No, but it's the certain implied. elements can be, but it's uh, but all the worst of it is it happens off camera. Yeah, it's so. all it's all implied. For the most part, but you, but it's delivered in such a way that your imagination, yes, if you're invested and your your attention is on, your imagination's going to fill in those blanks way worse than what anything they could have put on. Oh, film. absolutely, I, <laughs> and I and I really believe that was intentional because, oh, yeah. like I said, you're going to fill in the blank the worst way possible, mm-hmm. and. This does this for the you. And and I, I personally love a film that does that. Yeah. Well, yeah. because it lets your imagination run wild, and also it re- in some of those um, ways of doing that, it gives it actually can give the better the effect that the director and the producers are looking for um, better than they could even put it on them on themselves. Right. And also makes everybody 
and how do I put it? It makes it that it can be almost a little bit different for every single every person because yeah. every person's a little bit different. Yeah. There there is limitations that a director faces when he's making a movie, and to try to get what we like. Every one of us is going to have a different take on mm-hmm. what's got. Like you said, you 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 limit yourself by trying to put one thing on on the screen, mm-hmm. and I said this. The implication is the damage that it does. But again, they and they they built it that way that it worked. Right. You know, there are we have no questions. We know something bad happened. We fill in the blanks as to what that badness was. I've seen examples in the other direction where the director wants you to fill in the blanks, but they don't give you enough information to build that picture. Yeah. I've experienced that recently with some of the film festival exceptions. <laughs> okay. So, you know, it, it, it has to be done right. And yeah. Vulgar did it right. Yeah, they did. It was, yeah, those scenes were very, you could, you could fill it. Yeah, they, they gave you, they gave you enough that you could fill in the blanks, but they didn't completely paint the picture. They let you paint the picture in your head, mm-hmm. which and, I think in the, some ways can be worse. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. If, like, you, you, when you when you play part of this movie in your head, you're, you're going to either take it to one extreme or the other, mm-hmm. and neither is good. No, by any stretch. <laughs> so, like I said, when he he gives you just enough of a framework, and he goes, "All right, go," yeah. and imagination run wild. Absolutely. And then when that runs wild, you go. It just goes. Yeah. Scare yourself. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, there, there. You, you did notice um, when when Flappy got back to his room and he was going through the bathroom when he was trashing his room. You could see blood on his bottom, mm-hmm. and yep. it, oh, like yeah. there, there, there was the, the evidence, evidence was, there. was there. And Boy, you I just noticed that. Yeah, the the one line I even said I said I'm gonna make hate to you. Oh. that's a brutal line. Mm-hmm. That is a brutal line, and every every part of that scene leading up to when Flappy destroys his room is step by step brutality, and you just like nobody would ever want to experience that in person, but we you you would want to vicariously take in something like that through the safety of a movie. Yep. Because you know, okay, this is not real. These guys are play acting, but the brutality of it is enough to make you go, oh, oh, okay. (laughs) So (laughs) this is the kind of horror movie that really does freak me out. Okay. I fuck ghosts and zombies and all that shit. When it's a movie that's set in realism, yeah. and it's the evil that men do, yes, that is more terrifying to me Absolutely. than any other type of horror out there. That's why I think Red State is a, a phenomenal horror movie. I agree. Because that's a believable scenario. Just like what happens in Vulgar, it's a believable scenario. Mm-hmm. That is terrifying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's... And the... And as you said, with the blood and everything else on there, it really it it, it really added so you that it, they made it real. Like they did all the small details like that, just so you could know that it like that, as you said, put the pieces together so you could see exactly what was happening. Yeah. It's just the, the the fake out in the tub was oh. like it it 
it would have made sense if he would have gone in that direction. Yes. Because we know how, how, how vulnerable, how broken, how beaten down this guy is. And then to have that kind of trauma heaped on him, you would go like, oh, okay, yeah, this, this movie could have been over like 45 yeah, it minutes ago. Yeah, would have been a short film. Yeah, it would have been a short film. <laughs> yeah. But it said he, he somehow found the strength to not do that. Mm-hmm. And you're just going like, okay, there's a reserve here. And the, 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 the fake out was really well done. Mm-hmm. So like, Perfect. Yeah. I thought, honestly thought it was what was going to happen. Yeah. So, like I said, you leading up to it when he when he was gripping the glass, you saw the you, you saw know the he cut blood. his hand. Yeah. And, yep. So you're going okay, and then oh, the 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 trope of drawing the hot bath and then uh-huh. that thing and it made perfect sense. That lead up to that, like I said, I believe Johnson is a very studied student of film mm-hmm. so every every step that he took in that was calculated right down to the last and he knew exactly what he was trying to get people to think with how he laid that movie out yeah absolutely yeah, and that scene you put it best yeah because the big fake out where instead because when i honestly when i saw him going and reaching down i thought he was grabbing for the glass no he grabbed the washcloth to clean the makeup off and right. it was that was like the best fake out because i was almost positive i was positive he was going to be just taking the gla- taking that glass and then ending it, but he yep. yeah, you would have been a really short film. <laughs> <laughs> I think when when he when he grabbed the washcloth and he started to wash the makeup off, I think that's when he actually kind of killed Flappy, and then it said he didn't do a whole lot of like after after that, and he took took the makeup off. You didn't see him do a whole lot of flappy in it. I think almost a year passed because that it was that girl's yeah, yeah it was the same again. girl again, same from, girl yep. again. So I believe like it's implied that a year has gone by, mm-hmm. and then he remembered his promise to that little girl about going back to her her birthday party, and that's when he puts the flappy makeup back on and he goes it goes to that party and it, everything's disrupted and then he yeah then yeah. it turns over a whole new leaf yeah yeah because it was yeah. COVID shush he has two <laughs> negative tests you we all have two negatives negative. equal to positive yo yeah, don't you remember science. your math yeah I remember that yeah. I remember math but I've also learned that sharing is caring so hi oh god oh. <laughs> Sharing's caring. You, now you, you want to? You said to me sometimes, don't share. Yeah, but that's because I don't need to hear about your pooping every day. <laughs> hey, I haven't done that a long I, time. I, I, that's because I put a, a ban on it. What <laughs> <laughs> I, I ever I, do that? So I told you flat out that if you message me about your pooping, I will not respond. Period. I made that perfectly clear, and I believe you did play that card once since then. And what happened? I did not respond. Oh. Now it's clear. Clear as poop. <laughs> now, back to the movie. Because I, I made an observation. Oh, yes. Uh-oh. Written and directed by Brian Johnson. Yes. Who is very close friends with Kevin Smith. <laughs> you can say that. They have... a. 
very similar writing style in the dialogue. Yes. The way they manufacture dialogue. Yeah. Both of them tend to be very wordy. Yeah. Uh, And they like to use, uh, for lack of a better term, a little bit more a highbrow dialogue along the way. Like they mix it in with the regular person dialogue, if you will. That is such a Kevin thing. It is. Absolutely. <laughs> I think when I think those two when they when they got together there's your <laughs> It looked like a sober test. Uh, no, no, that was I just remember they said uh, they they did this thing in um Chasing Amy. Oh, yes. So How's that beer? Well, it's good. I've had it before. I was just reading the ingredients. It's a beer. It's got beer in it. Yeah, water and beer. Yep. Has more. Mine has pears in it. Are you sure? Yep. At least it, it better have pears in it. <laughs> it's got pears on the label, so um, it's a good chance that it does. Cider, natural flavor and color. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> That's the entire ingredients. Fuck. <laughs> no, I've, I've had this. It's a stout before. I've had it from. It's called uh, like, uh, the Easy Stout. It's one of the ones I do like. It's from the Windsor and Walker, the Walkerville in Windsor. I think it's I, beer. It's beer. Nice and dark and cold. Yeah, but it's good. Yeah, it's good beer. I think I've had that before. But yeah, <laughs> I, I did know. Okay, the way the way Kevin and Brian write. Also, really dictates uh, O'Halloran's delivery. He because I could detect the 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 Dante wine. Oh yeah, it's there, (laughs) and I believe it's not the Dante wine. It's the Brian O'Halloran wine. Yes, because the the the, some of the delivery of those of the of the dialogue is in that. Whiny type delivery. There's a lot of actors like that. Yeah. It's, that's where so many actors out there. Oh, that's so and so playing this role, right? You know. But then you get a true actor's actor like a Gary Oldman, what who disappears yeah. into a role. Yeah. You know, not a lot of actors. Do that to that level. Would you say Heath Ledger disappeared into his role when he played the Joker? And oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, because definitely Ledger was. Uh, had he not been uh, taken from us so too soon, Ledger would have gone on to be a phenomenal legend of acting. Okay, yeah, because when you were talking about when you said people playing characters and that, like you could say this player is playing the character. Yeah, and there's only those few that can actually immerse themselves and change their character the other one i can i can think of just because of my limited knowledge is like you got here heath ledger um robin williams uh, not really robin williams it was always still robin williams even in his darker movies the one hour you're thinking one hour photo right I think that's the one I can I can see where you're going, and yes, yeah, be- sure. Because well, that was such a wild divergence oh, for yeah. for Williams, his his com- comedic acting, and all of a sudden you just go like, look what I can do. There's and- one other dark film he did that I never watched, Insomnia. It's him and I think Pacino. Oh, 
Like Pacino is, I think, a cop who has, uh, I think he has uh, like sleep deprivation or something. He has insomnia. Yeah. And I think Robin Williams, if I under, if I heard correctly, is like a serial killer that Pacino's chasing. Oh. I've heard of the movie. I know a couple of people who've seen it and talked a lot about it, yeah. but I've never watched it. Well, no, that's just the thing. That's why I was talking because he, yeah, you always see Robin Williams in your comedy and all that, but mm-hmm. just that knowing that he, the skill that he has that he can jump and then do the completely something else. Oh, he can he can pull great dramatic stuff, no doubt. We've yeah. we've seen it. It's always within some of his more comedic stuff. Like Patch Adams has a lot of humor, but he has some great drama to it and yeah. so on. But it's still Robin Williams on the screen. What I'm talking about is like Gary Oldman. He disappears if you're familiar, into a character. You don't see Gary Oldman anymore. He gets so deep into a role that you forget that that's Gary Oldman. My my, when you're talking about Gary Oldman disappearing into a role, it's when he played um, the character in True Romance. Drexel. That's, Drexel. That's the one that everybody goes to yeah. first. Absolutely, because it, it's a perfect example of it Oldman. Is. Like absolutely, you're going. That's Gary Oldman. It's Gary Oldman yeah. playing like he's playing a drug dealer, like a, a drug leader. And he's kind of he's kind of doing a bit of like a Rastafarian kind of thing yeah. with it, yeah. you know. And Gary Oldman is not black, no, <laughs> oh, he's not, no. no, but as English as you can get. Oh yeah, <laughs> but and he's been in so many movies where he disappears. Yeah, uh, has he been in as many movies as Samuel L. Jackson? Uh, I'd have to double check the IMDb, but Oldman's been in a lot of a lot I would, of stuff. I would you know, Sam Jackson started late. Samuel yeah. Jackson? Yeah, yeah, he did. Just because they see him in everything. <laughs> well, he, because he's so good, yes. you're like people want him in his movies. But, but I, I believe Oldman started much, much earlier in his career, like oh, when, yeah. much younger than Sam like Jackson. Oldman, I think I can remember Oldman as far back as the 80s. I believe, yeah. 80s? Yeah. Uh, Late 80s, I, th- I think. If only there was a way to find out. To the Google, to the Google machine. machine. <laughs> the Imdaba. Imdaba. Yeah. Um, but you brought up Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson doesn't disappear. That is always Samuel L. Jackson on the screen. Mind you, that's what they're paying for. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, you're, you're getting Samuel L. Jackson. You're getting one of the baddest of badasses out there. Yep. And, you know, that's what you're going to get. And he knows this. He plays into it. Morgan Freeman's another one. Yeah. You know, more, he's got a bunch of different roles. He's played a few different types, but he's got a specific type, but it's always Morgan Freeman. There are not a lot of actors like Gary Oldman that just disappear. There's, mm. there's just not. All right. Um, Gary Oldman's first acting credit on IMDb is he played the role of Daniel in Remembrance in 1982. 82. Yeah. Wow. So what, what's the first one that you recognize as like a bigger thing? <sighs> I'm going to... Uh, Sid and Nancy. Sid and Nancy. 1986. Oh, yeah. Before I was born. Yep. Yeah, Sid and Nancy would be the one. And then... Uh, was he was he the lead in that? Sid and Nancy, he played Sid Vicious. Okay, I thought so. Yeah. I, I, I saw Sid and Nancy way, way, way back when. Right. When it came so, out in theaters? No, not in theaters, but no. shortly after. Uh, like within a couple years of its release, yeah, there's like JFK, Dracula, oh. obviously. Yeah, um, 
True Romance. Yeah, True Romance. True Romance. Dreadful Dr- Dr- Phenomenal Spidey, movie. 1993. That was Kick-ass stuff. Such a great movie. Not directed by, but written by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. And you can see Tarantino's fingerprints oh, yeah. all over oh, yeah, that yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry. When I think of Quentin Tarantino films, I always think of Kill Bill. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there's not a... True Romance. I was introduced to True Romance from friends of mine... On video, and it was just like you, know, you got you got to watch this. this. is a real good movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, I've never heard of this before. And I said, starring Christian Slater and Roseanne Arquette, Patricia Arquette. Sorry, Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, Dennis Hopper, Val Kilmer, Gary Oldman, Brad Pitt, Christopher Walken, Bronson Pinchot, Samuel L. Jackson, Michael Rappaport, Saul Rubinek, uh, Conchita Farella. James Gandolfini. James Gandolfini. Fucking horror, horrifying in that movie. Yes, he was. And then Gandolfini. Uh, you ever heard of the show The Sopranos? Yes. Yeah, that guy. Tony Soprano. The uh, Soprano. Yes. Yeah. He Patricia Arquette runs afoul of James Gandolfini, and you legitimately fear for this for her life. Uh-huh. It, uh huh. It's it, it's a freaking phenomenal scene. Yeah. And they said. Brad Pitt as uh, the stoner on the couch. Oh fuck, Floyd! Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like a star-studded cast on there. It oh, is it, huge it's a cast, huge cast, great movie. Uh, but for a lot of them, it's very early in their career. Right, Val Kilmer. Basically, it's a cameo, and he plays Elvis. Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley, and he's. It's because Christian Slater's obsessed with Elvis. Elvis, and so he's he. He, he goes to the bathroom, and all of a sudden, the image or Elvis comes in like a hallucination, telling Christian Slater's character how much of a badass he is for doing what he's doing, keep it up, take care of business, and stuff like this. It's just like, it's in and out, but you're going, Val Kilmer is Elvis Presley. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just going like, What? <laughs> but well, it, Elvis went back home, so they couldn't get him, have yeah, him anymore. I, I, if you, if you want to watch a really cool movie, can't go wrong with True Romance. He's got a long list of movies he's never seen. Yeah. So, well, well him, I'm, ta- I, I'm, I'm done recommending movies because he's not going to watch them unless we force him to. Yeah. Well, we should get him and Tobin together. Oh God! And then compare notes to who's seen. Well, he's gonna movies. he's gonna have the lead on Tobin. That much I can guarantee. Tobin's <laughs> seen a whole three movies. Four that, if you count that school confident. I, I was, that one. I was lucky lucky Student enough to miss that one. That was. I, I I was I was working the day that one was afflicted on you guys. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It's this cheesy '80s horror movie. It's like a parody of. Really, it, it really is a parody. And for some reason, Tobin decided. Tobin loves it. Yeah, the one movie I've, he paid money. He paid money <laughs> on iTunes to oh. get it. Atta boy. <laughs> no, the one movie I'm just thinking when you're saying on cheesy B movies is that uh, other one I said that you remember when I said there was a two movies there was uh, the boy and then I said I think it was Big Bad Wolf. I said I I, I said that one don't don't oh. matter if you see it or not because it was a cheesy B horror movie. Yeah, I do remember you talking about that, and, and that always brings to mind. Uh, if you want to talk werewolf movies, there's one that I am so morbidly curious to see. Wolf Cop. I think I've seen that one. It won some sort of competition. For worst movie? In Canada. 
Like it's a Canadian-made no, flick. It, it went to. Was that uh, like a Cinescape? I can't remember, but I know it won some sort of competition thing. No, it was a Cineplex thing. Was it a Cineplex thing? Yeah, because they were gonna they they were make a short or make you make your movie, and then they were gonna four wall it for you. Well, it won. It won, yeah. And then it spawned a sequel. It's, yeah, I don't know if the sequel's out yet, but it's or it's coming. It's I know coming. it's coming. Four wall. What does that mean? Uh, it put it in a theater. Oh yeah. wow. So yeah. <laughs> I want to see Wolf Cop. I'm I've been curious for Wolf Cop for a long I, time. I believe I've seen it, and it's it is what it is. So <laughs> no, I just that Big Bad Wolf movie. It was different. See, he there every once in a while he'll pull out a movie that I haven't seen. It's not a well known and not well, a great yeah, okay, movie so by any he's, means, right? He's going to take a deep dive into some but, obscurity. So, but he recommended The Boy. Came out a couple years ago, starring uh, Lauren Cohen from Walking Dead. Yeah, great movie, really good horror movie. Oh, I know. I I looked for it on like all streaming, and I could never find it. Well. I watched it off of his suggestion, okay. and it was awesome. Yeah. And they've come up with a sequel. And didn't you say Katie Holmes is in it? I think so. But I think they replaced she... Lauren Cohen for Katie Holmes. With a Google machine. I haven't watched it yet because I want to watch it. I'm, I yeah, want to watch it. I that am one. curious about how they how they put it into the void too because it, well, yep, it was. I don't want to say movie. anymore. Avoid spoilers as much as possible, but because it was. That's what he surprises me in. He does. He will throw out a good flick, because he's also the man who recommended to me SS Doom Trooper. Hey, you so you've seen worse <laughs> movies than that? Now. I have, yes, but it did hold the title for a while. And so this is the. Does that look like the cover? Uh, Kid with antlers. Uh, that no. does not. No, that's no. Not. Hold on, hold on. Let oh, me oh, see oh. the. That is not it. That's not it. No. All right. No. There was no. The cover should look like a porcelain doll. Yeah. That's. Yep. That's it. That would be. It's called the boy. But it's close to the same year. I know. I think. It was. Uh, there was. A, oh, here it is. Found it. Okay. Yeah. There was a nineteen or a 2015 and a 20, oh, 2016. 2016 is 2016 the Lauren Cohen one. Yeah. She. I said I saw Lauren Cohen pop up here, so I did find the one. All right. Yeah. It's. Uh, it's a good movie. An American yeah. nanny is shocked that her n- her new English family's boy is actually a life sized doll. Mm-hmm. After she violates a list of strict rules, disturbing events makes her believe that the doll is really alive. Hmm. It's it's played perfectly. Yeah. It is really, really, really good. She does a great job with it, and, and it gets intense. There's oh, a, so yeah. a couple of scenes that are it, intense. Six, six out of ten on uh, IMDb. Don't always trust that, but no, I, in my opinion, said, anything six and above is pretty decent. Yeah. But Vulgar had a five point two, so. <laughs> yeah, but that's a kind of niche film, right? Vulgar is. Yeah. yeah. Any horror movie, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah is kind of yeah. niche. Yeah, you, you know? said. That you said a movie like that, like especially coming out of VSQ, is not going to find a huge general nope. market. No, nope. it 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 will rely on DVD to get into the cult status, mm-hmm. which it has. Mm-hmm. And I said Kevin has made a career out of limited theatrical, massive 
yeah. after Murr, secondary Murr. Yeah, all his, uh, pretty much all his films right. become instant cult classics as soon as they hit DVD. Right. Yeah, like what the Rocky Horror Picture Show is like another cult classic you could classify under, right? Yeah, yes. but that's different era, a little bit something else going on there. But yeah, so it's a huge cult classic. Like, also, another one would be Tank Girl. I don't know if Tank Girl has the, quite the cult following that I want it, want it to have. I, I'm with you with that. I am. I, I'm. It's I, not one that gets talked about as much. No, I'm a fan of Tank Girl. Yep. There's not nearly enough Tank Girl stuff out Apparently there. Apparently, there's a remake in the works. A remake. Starring reboot. What I I can never keep track of what's what, <laughs> even though it's been explained multiple times. The explanation changes every time. Oh, yeah. um, if I heard correctly. And this worries me, and not that I'm not a fan, but it's too close to what she's most known for. Margot Robbie was attached. That's too close to Harley. Yeah. That yeah. is too close to Harley Quinn. But Kill Harley Quinn it. That's well, worry. Okay, that know? okay, that's a worry, but you also have you have to have somebody like Margot Robbie in it. Yes. Because you have to have that name draw because not like Outside of fans, nobody's going to know what Tank Girl's all about. Right. Because I really never read the comic books, but I was familiar enough with the name. I saw the movie, yeah. Right. And said, I, I definitely was going to go see the movie when it came out. I right? saw it in the theater. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's really the only way we could have. Well, yeah. Or you wait a year yeah. for VA, for VHS, because at that point, I, were DVDs even a thing yet when Tank Heck Girl dropped? Heck no. If it was, it was... Early days of why am DVD. I, why do I keep putting my iPad? I don't in? know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was VHS. Cause I think that's the first time I saw it was on VHS. As I know, that's when I saw I saw Rocky Horror Picture was on VHS. I had a VHS. I paid fifty dollars for a Rocky Horror Picture Show VHS way back in the day. Yeah, I'd have it special ordered. Tank Girl, yep. nineteen ninety five. Ninety five. Yep. So it might have been on DVD. Maybe. Uh, I don't. I don't think DVDs were a thing yet. Holy crap! That puts. When did the first X Men like, movie come out? Like eight years. Because that to me is really when DVDs were really starting to hit the stride. X Men. Oops. Men. Wrong vowel. Two thousand. X Men came out in two thousand. So I don't. Th- I don't think Tank Girl was on DVD initially. Like I'm sure it did later. Because they started doing backlogs, back yeah. catalogs and stuff. But uh, initially, Tank Girl, I don't think, was on DVD. I think it was a VHS first. Like, film, VHS. Yep. Good old VHS. Lori Petty, Ice-T, Naomi Watts, Dan Harvey, Jeff Kober. i trying to remember Ice-T in that one. Well, oh, he was <laughs> under heavy I used to be a cop. Yeah. Oh, that one. <laughs> okay, yeah. That kangaroo. Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDowell was the villain. Yep. Kessley. I still remember when he went and he he uh, stabbed that thing in the guy's back and then sucked all the water yeah. out of him. Yep. Iggy Pop. Yeah. Iggy Pop. Oh, Rat yes, face. yes, yes, yes. Yep. I do remember that scene. There. Yeah. That's that movie's just kooky fun. Yep. <laughs> yep. 1995. And Lori Petty crushed it. She did. It was a good. It was a good pull to get Lori Petty to play Tanker. Oh yeah. And oh, wow. Okay. I have to start going backwards. Uh, Matt Hosts this week, we're doing our top 10. What'd you hear? I just, I just heard the murder mittens. Oh. Uh, Matt Hosts this week, we're doing our top 10 non Marvel, non DC comic book movies. 
That ain't going to be easy. It's not. My <laughs> list has to be 50 long. Oh. <laughs> That's the start. That, that, no. And now, that, like, I, I always, when, I, when we do these, I always just go on Wikipedia and I, okay, this type of film. And it usually gives me a year, and I'll just go through. Okay, I've seen that one. I've seen that one. I've seen that, and I mark them all down. Yep. And then I have my list. Okay, these are the ones I've seen. So now let's get my top ten. So that's I have my list, and I'm pretty sure it's close to fifty long. Is is, is Spawn in Marvel or DC? Nope. No, that's Image. It's an image. It was an Image film, um, but I don't know if that'll make my top ten. I don't know. I played, really. I've it only seen bits and pieces. I of honestly Spawn didn't movie. think it was that great of a movie. What? Eh. It was would, cool for its moment. It had some cool images. There's a movie but, I admit, that they could try to reboot and see. They're, getting, they're trying to. They've been trying to for a while. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Foxx, I think, is is attached. Ooh. But the problem is there's talk of, like, Jamie Foxx wants his face shown. That's not You can't spawn. fucking do it. Uh, that's no, not spawn. spawn gets burnt to a crisp and then becomes Spawn. Right. You don't show your face. Right. right. It's, like, it's so only like the first minute until you... Who knows you... where that's going, but I'm pretty sure Jamie Foxx is attached for that. If he wants his face shown in that, that's just... It's going gonna, it's gonna to crush the movie because you don't do that with it. Spawn got burnt to... It's just like Ryan Reynolds. Like, Ryan Reynolds knows his face ain't going to be shown in Deadpool because he's... Yep. A, no, giant, a, no. a giant tumor, testicle with teeth. It's like an avocado that had hate sex with another avocado. And, a, and another older, angry avocado. <laughs> That's right. Um, now, would Conan the Barbarian be considered Marvel? Uh, no. No. It wouldn't. Talk, particularly what we're talking um, now. The, the, this is, we are stretching this, but we're really trying to leave out anything of the MCU uh, and the okay. DCEU. Gotcha. Although we also have to keep in there anything Batman, Batman and Spider-Man so, Batman. Uh, or the old Supermans. So we're trying to stay away from mainstream gotcha. Marvel DC. So in my opinion, Blade is okay. Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck would be fine. Yep. These aren't mainstream. No, not by any. So Blade not was not. Blade may be considered mainstream now because of the movies made him popular for that way. Yes. But when that first Blade movie dropped, that was not mainstream at all. No. That so, was that was another surprise. And exactly. that was a great movie too. Mm-hmm. Yep. I liked all of them. I'm glad you've seen them. <laughs> Hell, I watched. I just watched them a couple weeks ago. Good for, for you. For the fun of it. There you go. Yeah. No, I, I love that series. It's okay. yeah, I liked it. It was just really, it was really dead. Like I just like how they do it because to me that was actually a good way of they do a couple different things like having silver being vampire allergic to silver, which isn't normal, but uh, that, that that does come from some of the old legends because um, True Blood does play on that as well. Yep. So the silver thing with vampires. Which is not as common, but it, it does play into some of the old legends. Okay, because it was, yeah, I liked all th- all three of them. I just thought Ryan Reynolds was a funny comic relief, and he was, cause you could just always time, you could see Wesley Snipes' character like Blade looking at him and going, what Oh, there's the some great talking? outtakes. Oh, I saw those, what, yeah. The one where in the car. Hasselhoff. Yeah. yeah, David Hasselhoff kind Kept of fan. Kept changing what music he was a fan of. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a David Hasselhoff kind of fan. Yep. Han- Hannibal King. That was that Hannibal character. King, yep. which yep. I was not familiar with that character at all because I didn't read any of the Night Stalker stuff. Yeah, so. they said he he was factored into the uh, the Blade mythology. Yeah. I, so. I know of the comics. I just hadn't read them, yeah. so I wasn't familiar with them. I only read I, really in my in my collection. I think I'm only have maybe a half a dozen comics that have Blade in, as a part, and he's usually just a, a featured character kind of thing. Yeah. So, a Daywalker. 
but the day walker. Yeah, there's uh, the, uh, Madhouse. That list is going to be hard. <laughs> it's going to be tough. Did they say that they're going to try to bring him into the DC, uh, the MCU now? Uh, a Blade. Yes. Uh, there is a new Blade movie coming. Um, I don't know if it's going to be part of the MCU though. But uh, what's this? Mar- Marshala Ali. Uh, Oscar buzz from the movie Moonlight a couple years ago. Sure. He, um, oh, you would know him from Luke Cage. Oh, okay. The villain in the first season. Okay. That guy. Oh, all right. As the new Blade. That would work. And Wesley Snipes is, apparently will be making a cameo in some way, shape, or form. As what, we don't know, of course. Whistler. (laughs) (sighs) That'd be a rough one. That would be. (laughs) That would be a rough one. No. um, I want to say Sam Elliott would be awesome. Oh, would he ever? But he played a similar role like that in Ghost Rider. Yep, can't so, do that. Be oh, the guy close. you mean? Oh, you mean the the he played? Well. Trying to get a, like a grizzled cowboy kind of look. Yeah. There's not too many of them that pull that off believably anymore. Sam Elliott, Chris Christopherson. Um, <laughs> short list. Short Norris. list. Yeah. <laughs> Me. Uh, Norris. No. Uh, <laughs> he said cowboy. Kurt so. Russell. Ooh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell could do it. He's already been in the MCU. Oh shit! Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was ego. Yeah, kind of a a big deal. Yeah, (laughs) he was an entire fucking planet. Yeah. Okay, (laughs) Kurt Russell's out. Um, Yeah, because the guy who originally played Whistler, he wouldn't be around anymore. Oh, you know, he might still be around, but it's a new movie. You can't have the same Whistler. No. No. That was, that was Chris Christopherson. That was Chris Christopherson, yes. Yeah. Uh, la, 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 la. Who, I don't know. Who could you do? <sighs> Out of the box a little bit, but I just want the actor in the MCU, Goodman. Oh. Oh. I don't know. Oh, I don't, I don't know if that'd be... Uh, I, I just want Goodman. Okay, see, I don't know if that'd be a good enough a good enough role for Goodman. I see Goodman as, like, not a lead in an MCU movie, but he, he's going to play... He would be a good heavy. I'm just looking to see if they have anything on IMDb for who might be playing. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, here. Check this out. Nope. They only have... Marshala Ali so far listed. John Goodman. Okay. As Wilson Fisk. I don't think they would do that because I'm pretty sure D'Onofrio is going to be back. But okay, I'm pretty but we sure know D'Onofrio is going to be back. Okay. They they've separated those two. No, they street, haven't. Though they put Charlie Cox is going to be back as Daredevil. That's been confirmed. Oh, okay. Gan- uh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure D'Onofrio is going to be back as Fisk. I'm fine with that then. Absolutely. Ben, ben Affleck isn't Daredevil anymore? No. <laughs> no, but... He's not even Batman Yes, he anymore. is. I thought... The Flash should... movie is going oh. to be dealing with timelines. Oh. Michael Keaton will be back as Batman. Oh, and they just announced this week that so will Affleck. So Batfleck will be there? We're going to be seeing alternate timeline versions of Batman through this movie. May and well, we're getting May as well get them. Christian Bale in there as well. I, I wouldn't put it past him. 
That's what they're trying. But they're really swinging for their fences because they know nobody has any faith in this Flash movie anymore. It's been stopped and goed, and uh, the script has been thrown out and rewritten multiple times. Well, that's they a, have no faith in this Flash movie. That has always been the problem with DC movies. Mm-hmm. Other than Wonder Woman, the first one, yep. like everything that they've made... Aquaman did decent. Right. Did pretty, pretty good. I, 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 I do believe... That's just because people wanted to see wet Jason Momoa. Uh, <laughs> All the probably. That, yeah. So, yeah, probably. <laughs> so you got you got wet Jason Momoa and Gal Gadot. That's two big draws right there. Yeah. So I did finally, like I said, I think uh, was it last week we saw a couple of the trailers for Wonder Woman eighty four. They, they dropped a new one today. Oh, I got to check shows that shows Cheetah. <gasps> In really? all her cheetah glory. Nice. Like you see them fighting, and it looks awesome. That would be good. Yes. Cheetah, her arch nemesis. And yep. the, but the main villain is Maxwell Lord. Uh, and when you look in the trailer, I, when the first time I saw the trailer, yep. I thought, is that Nathan Fillion? No, it's not. That's Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian himself. Oh, playing nice. Maxwell Lord. Night. Oh, he's got his. He dipped his toe in both pools. Yes, he's playing in the Disney pool and in the Warner Brothers pool. Nice. Well played. That's dangerous. <laughs> that, no, that's a great that's, agent. That's, yes, exactly. <laughs> that agent knows you, how to wheel. You can get deal. money from both sides of that comic book fence. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Especially for a movie that is as highly anticipated as Wonder Woman 84 is. Yeah, that's one of the only ones that's really anticipated. Well, it's the only one we know about that's like fully Okay, what's the other one? Due. Black Widow. That's Marvel. He's talking DC. Oh, right. Yeah. I, I, I thought we were just talking No, no sorry. I should, I, I, should, yeah. I, should sit, I should have said DC because... You did yeah, say DC. Yeah, I okay. DC. I wasn't sure if I did. I was just because DC is... They're, they're, they do animated movies. They can cr- oh, yeah. they, they crush the animated movies like crazy. Like I want to see that. I want to see that other um, Justice League Dark Apocalypto War. I want to see that one. Into the microphone. Sorry. <laughs> they just dropped a uh, a couple weeks ago a uh, Deathstroke. Oh. Death Deathstroke Knights and Dragons animated feature. Who's he fighting in that? Nineteen uh, dragons. That's a lot of dragons. Yeah. Uh, I'm not too familiar with these characters. I don't even. They might have created them for this film. I'm not sure. Is he There's, the a- protagonist or antagonist? In he is one? the protagonist because it deals a lot with his family uh-huh. history, which I'm familiar a little bit with his family history thanks to Titans. Mm-hmm. And they Terra? do pull. They huh? Is Terra? No. Oh no. This doesn't have anything to do with the Titans. This is his actual children. Ah, so okay. Rose. Oh. And, and how Jericho. He loses, so how he loses his eye then, huh? Uh, do we see how he lost his eye? I can't remember. That, I think it's his wife when they lost his child. If if the or, if I remember the origins correctly, is how he lost his eye. She swung or I did something. I do in. believe they show how he loses his eye in this film because they do show like him getting his abilities, like the experiments he went under and whatnot. Cool. Um, his wife was actually like his partner as on in the military and yep. whatnot and stuff like that yep, that would be so the they origin. get into that story but then it gets into more because hive is like the main now is this kind of a reactionary thing to taskmaster being i don't think so the baddie Cause, for cause they dc's had the, these animated features planned out like two years in, a, in oh, advance who's taskmaster the uh and uh, he's supposed to be the main villain in black widow yep. okay yeah we see him in the trailer. Yeah, I remember that trailer. Yeah, yeah. just like he's fighting <laughs> like Captain America. Yeah. 
<laughs> Black Widow. Yeah, Black Widow has her, her uh, work cover. She's facing the Taskmaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you, you know who could stop the Taskmaster? I got that comic. Deadpool yeah. can do it with the Macarena. That's what he did in Deadpool. When Deadpool got his first uh, re- uh, regular comic book series, okay. first issue, he takes on the Taskmaster and he beats him using the Macarena. Because <laughs> he can't hardly hit the guy because of his abilities, right? Yeah. So he has to change up his fighting style. And what better way to do it than the Macarena? It was, yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, okay, it's Deadpool. Come on, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> I know. Why am I trying to argue against this? Speaking so. of Deadpool, I, I I hate admitting this, but I was a little bit bored at one point just earlier today, and I put on TikTok, and there's a TikTok video of a guy riding a motorcycle. Okay. And it's not until he gets close to another car where you see his reflection, you find out why the people in the car next to him were taking his like video of him and stuff. Because he's decked out fully in a really good-looking Deadpool outfit. Okay. And his motorcycle is done up Deadpool style. Uh-huh. So he looks like Deadpool. Like, it looks really cool. And they were all excited. Yeah, it's so he's like, And he's, he's doing, like, the hearts with his hand <laughs> and everything. And, and they stopped at a red light. He pulled up behind him. And he drew a heart in the mud on their window. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't do anything like that. <laughs> but, yeah, that just... Yeah, it was cute. <laughs> Good old Deadpool. The only man who could play pull off Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, and now there's word that Reynolds is starting to get pissed off with Disney. Why? I'm not surprised. Have we heard anything about Deadpool 3 or an X-Force movie or Deadpool being included in the MCU at all? Valid point. Yeah. What the fuck are they waiting for? They're leaving money on the table. Is Disney. What do you expect? They would have to go with... A sub, or like yeah, they would have to go with a with a, a spinoff company of Disney. They well, can't make they, it a they, straight up. Disney. They made that announcement initially when the Fox deal went through that they were going to keep. Uh, they were going to have an R rated line, and Deadpool was kind of going to be the flag of that, which was smart. But now they're still not but doing nothing's anything. been done with it. Yeah, because the only thing we've heard, and even this is just rumor, is that we we'll, we might see a. Deadpool cameo in the Doctor Strange sequel because it's dealing with the multiverse of madness. Yeah. So we could see him in a brief passing as we go through one of many universes. Yeah, the big thing but is that's it. This they need to they need to do something with the yeah because he's as you said there's money on the table and that's and the uh, Reynolds just made six hundred and ten million dollars selling his gin company yeah it's they, they he doesn't need the money he just wants to play Deadpool <laughs> he just wants to play yeah well, he, that's fine and he does so, he's got the suit yeah yeah he played he did so well with it and it's just how he does all the different things but yeah like the, the a lot of their R-raid stuff they do it as like a, a, a different company does it and I think who is John Constantine's under MC, is the that's MC? DC. DC. John Constantine. That's okay. under the Vertigo line in DC. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say because the Vertigo, because DC DC Comics didn't want to have their have a, such a dark character like John Constantine, so they did the Vertigo because it gave them more freedom. And yep. that was Hellblazer, right? Yep. Was that comic? Yeah. Good old John Constantine. And they yeah. screwed. Then they screwed up. They had a great guy for live action to play John Constantine and all that, and they screwed that. He's whole still thing. playing him. Oh yeah, but he doesn't have his own show. He's yeah. still a part of the regular cast on Legends of Tomorrow. At least for this season. I don't know. I've, I've stopped watching. So as far as I know, he's still there. Ah. Brandon Routh apparently left. 
Who was he playing? He Superman. was uh, Ray Palmer, the Atom. Uh-huh. Superman. And he played Superman during the crisis because that he played him in Superman Returns. The one where he punches nothing. Yes. <clears throat> Doesn't, punch. I don't think he throws a single punch in that whole nope, movie. He bench presses a continent and then punches nothing. Yep. He bench presses a continent. Yep. yep. Why? And he s- floats outside a window looking at what we expect to find out is his son, looking all emo and shit. Yep. <laughs> Why would he bench press a continent? Because it, Watch was, the movie. it, was, an evil, it was an evil continent. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Evil continent. That's why we usually don't talk about that movie. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> because it hurts the brain. It's on, that, it's on that list of let's not talk about that. that. Just, would, it it be, would it be like how when Superman spun the world the opposite direction or should reverse? No, time? that was logical and made perfect sense for its day, okay? Oh. I did not know uh, that. It's Christopher <laughs> Reeves. I love that movie. Don't destroy my childhood, thank you. <laughs> That, that's a that's another set of trauma for Brent for tonight. So. <laughs> you can't tell me you weren't infatuated with that movie too. So come on now. Uh, well, okay. At this point in time, I was still young, and I liked all the movies. And, right. You know, it, it right. Looked, it looked cool. Right. Now that I'm a little more older and a little don't more, don't put your adult glasses on. We've had this conversation. <laughs> when you revisit the films of your childhood, you right. you keep the okay. childhood glasses right. on. We've been over I'm this. I'm just saying, if if the Earth is spinning in one direction, and then Superman flies against that direction, time goes backwards. I, don't you can't tell me otherwise. The, the eight year old in me, hey, <laughs> at that point in time when the Earth stops spinning, nope. Everything flies off no, the planet and no, dies. No, that's not how it works. No. Actually, it is. No. For, for the adults, yes. For the childhood, um, sadly, he's his childhood. Six to ten-year-old me says, no, that's not how science works, so shut up, <laughs> old man. <laughs> oh, gosh. I will fight you on the moon. Oh, you will, will you? <laughs> oh, I, I know. Just give him a couple of chops. You'll stop. You wouldn't hit a kid. Yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again. The, the, the fact that you even had to ask that question shows how little you know me. Give him a good old chop across the chest. He'll, he'll stop. It might have no. to be done. No. Put, no. put some bitches back in fucking place. <laughs> Is your chest getting warm? Yes, it always does whenever that convert comes up in conversation, <laughs> or when I watch the <laughs> the slap oh. slap slap slap. Oh yeah, Kabashi <laughs> and Kibashi yes. Sasaki. That yes. was a brew. I watched that highlight again. Yeah, but last it's week good. when when you're feeling a little less manly than normal, watch that and you're just like, eh, that's two men beating the piss out of each other right there. Yep. So, but it makes just makes my chest warm. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to get me through the winter. <laughs> well, if that's the case, you start watching the, the clips of Walter from when it, in his indie days. Like I said, it's, it, it's just people swatting each other in the mm-hmm. chest as hard as humanly possible. Yep. So watching one is just like watching the yep. other. And I don't know. Not that Especially Walter. watching when the big show does his version and you see his giant fucking handprint left on their body. Yeah. <laughs> Going from shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> Sorry. I just, the one, the other one I think of is there was in the Defiant Wrestling. They had, uh, it was Zack Sabre Jr. I can't remember the guy's name, but they called him the Kiwi Buzzsaw. And then there was Walter. 
Zach Zaber Jr. took about a dozen chops from Walter, and you could just see his, I mean, his chest from just just at the neck down was Just picturing red. the sheer size of Walter next to Zach Saber. <laughs> yeah. Like, Saber's as skinny as Walter's leg. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. And he was taking chops like a champ. Uh, Saber knows how to do it. Well, he's just got to stand in there and take them. And, <laughs> and we've seen it plenty of times. We've yep. seen Saber just getting his ass beat in new japan but he always managed to get that get a lock in, in or something yep. yep so well he was at what was it, the the saber jr versus uh lance archer lance archer match yes on paper well in my heart of hearts i'm going there's no way this is gonna happen and then they did it and i went i believe this match <laughs> <laughs> it made sense yeah. and like I said, it, it made it made perfect sense, and I, I appreciate the work that those two dudes put into making that match even plausibly believable for me. Yeah, it, it, it kind of reminded me, not quite to the level, but it kind of reminded me of Rey Mysterio versus The Big Show. <laughs> in that there's no way in hell Mysterio should have a chance. No. In hell at all of beating the Big no. Show. This is at, at first contact, Big Show steps on him yeah. and then crushes his sternum. Right. So that, realistically, that's how that goes. Yes. So it's, it's Now, we didn't have quite the size difference between Lance Archer and Zack Sabre, but not a whole lot different. No. You know, Sabre might have a foot and a half on Ray. But other than that, there's yeah. not a whole lot of difference. What else do we want to talk about? Uh, fuck, I had something else, and I can't remember what. All right, okay, hold on a sec. Brent, your yeah. final thoughts on Vulgar. Yeah. Well, sum it all up. To sum it all up, yeah. really fucked up. The name of the name of the movie essentially gives is exactly what the, the title should be of that movie. So they don't bury the lead. Nope. <laughs> No, they don't. It was, but it was a overall. It was a good movie. It was. So I was didn't didn't, didn't know what to go when I was com, coming into it. Just by the name, I knew it was going to be something. <laughs> he was so global. scared. Well, I was getting scared because I did not know what the hell I was going into. I don't like going into stuff blind. Oh, where's the adventure in that? We're not going to steer you wrong. The only I, I learned, I I know that there's only one movie that you can't watch. What's that? We tried to watch it. And that's because of the effect it had. Oh on yeah, the, tried to watch Hardcore Henry. I was. Oh, I, I can't was, do the the first person perspective. No, I I really liked it. and It was going on with it, but I just couldn't watch it because of the motion sickness. Uh huh. Yeah, I had I had a hard time with that one too, just because of that that first person perspective was just like, oh, it was hard to watch because it just got too much. The movie, the storyline was great, and I really oh, yeah. liked it, and, and I wanted to see more of it. But that I just movie couldn't. Is amazing. I just couldn't yeah. do it because of the uh, motion. Yep. But that's the only film like that. So you don't have to, unless unless you mm. want to count that friggin' god awful Doom movie with friggin'. I was gonna say the Rock. just about anything that you would bowl. He did a bunch that's of first person. Sh- Shush. Yeah. Just see, not, oh, no, no. Yes, yes. <laughs> Shush. No, I'm Shush. right, and you know I'm right. Uh, yeah, but let's uh, put that on the let's not talk about that, <laughs> because those movies are shit. That's oh, complete and utter shit. But that's beside the point. That's those aren't movies that I'm going to subject him to. <laughs> I am not that cruel. 
Uh, no, that <laughs> is a work of art compared to an Uwe Boll film. Okay? Vulgar is like Oscar keep, territory compared you, to an Uwe Boll movie. You keep talking. He's going to challenge you to a boxing match. I don't fucking care. Yeah, you might want to no. think about that. No, because just like the last guy who... The last critic that got into the ring with him... Yeah, Bull beat the shit out of him, and the guy still ripped his next movie apart. So it doesn't fucking matter. Uh, I don't know, man. He ain't Tyson. I ain't afraid of him. Oh, maybe we should set this up. Uh, I'd rather not, but I don't really don't care. Uwe Bull doesn't scare me. And he slowed down on his movie making because they finally closed the fucking tax loopholes. So he based his company out of Germany and he was essentially getting um, somewhere like 90% of his budget back in tax breaks. So he'd spend $100 million making a movie and get 90 million of it back in tax breaks. Wow. Yeah. Yep. That's how, that's how, that's how he played that game. Yep. That's how a lot of people sell movie spaces in their cities. And after I discovered him, I found out that you can, like, this was, Blockbuster was still around, okay? That's how, when this was. You could walk down a row in Blockbuster and just smell it. <laughs> There's something funky here. And you could, you could see, like, vapor trails coming off of that shit storm that was an Uwe Boll film. Wow. My, my sister-in-law's uh, boyfriend, they were not married, um... He brought over an Uwe Ball movie, Dungeon Siege, <laughs> based on a video game, of course. Yeah. He brought it in, and he's like, "Oh, you like those Lord of the Rings movies? Then you'll probably like this." And it's, he held it up, held to me, and I had, didn't even look at it yet. I ha- had it in my hand. As soon as I realized it was, I did the two finger thing on the corner. I'm like, uh, "No, thank you. Please get that out of my house." <laughs> like, oh. it, I, it, I, I could still smell it in the house an hour later. Oh wow. It was that awesome, huh? They're god awful movies. As bad as Amerageddon? Ooh. <laughs> See, Amerageddon is just so bad on just for a totally different, entirely different reasons. Snake on a train? That one was traumatic. <laughs> it is. It, absolutely. These are, these are the worst movies I've ever seen. You're listing them all right now. SS Doom Trooper. It's it's still on my list. It's not at the top of the list anymore, but it is still on the list. Well, we gotta get you some more horrible movies. To get no, that I, I believe me. I find them on my own just fine. Thanks. Oh, did you know? You do you remember the story about Tom Leatherdale and Deep Blue Sea Two? Um, he came to my house and we had to watch Deep Blue Sea Two on purpose. Yes, <laughs> and it was not a sequel. Huh? It was not a sequel. No. How was it? It was essentially a remake. Really? I heard about it. It was, yep. it, it, it was god awful. Sounds okay. god awful. It was. And guess what just came out? Deep Blue C3? Yeah. Nice. No, I'm not. Uh, no, no. I know no. what you need to watch Shark <sighs> I know oh, you're going to go. Piran- Piranha 3 Double D. I heard that's actually pretty fun. Wow. It's stupid as it's all hell, but apparently it's kind of fun. Lot, lots, wasn't lots Deep Blue Sea 2 yes. wasn't so. Deep Blue Sea 2 about uh, have like piranha sharks at the end? Oh, good grief. Well, near the end. <laughs> There's well, an end. There is an end somewhere. Speaking of ends, I'm got to end yeah. this because all right, I got to work in the morning. All right. Oh, man. Ugh. 
five o'clock comes early. Bitch. Yes, I gotta, it does. I, I, I got to work early. tomorrow too. What time? Uh, whenever I get up and decide to try and paint some more. Oh, that's not work. All right. It, it is work when you're not confident in doing any of it because I've never done it before. Painting? I've never painted painting. a wall and made it like and made it look good ever in my life. Shouldn't Crystal roll it up and down? Shouldn't Crystal uh, do the yeah, W? I did painting. the first. I did the first. Do the W? I did the first coat on one wall, w. and you can see spots. Like you can see sections where it was not. It didn't. It didn't come out perfect. But it is the first coat. So, but. Yeah, spray paint gun out and just spray it. Thick I was just going to take the bucket and throw it at the wall, but that's, apparently I'm not allowed to do that either. No, that, that, that's a, a negative to painting. Right. We're slowly trying to get our, our basement back. Before we go. We got flooring coming yeah. soon. So You and Brent talk to each other for a second. Oh, yes. So, so you, got, you, got your floor, you said you got your flooring coming? Uh, we got somebody who's going to be installing some sort of uh, flooring for us. And my sister-in-law found someone to do it because my brother-in-law won't. And I'm not willing to do it because, again, I'm not confident in doing it. Logical. And I would like it to be good. So, um, But they, they did what repairs were, were needed, which was minimal for the drywall because we managed to keep things pretty well contained. So that's all good. And... Yeah, we're slowly getting our living room back. By the end of the year, we should be back to having a proper living room area but again. Then, but then you're gonna lose your you're gonna lose the TV time on downstairs. Uh, I've got plans for that too. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like, you do you want the good one or the bad one first? Good, good one, what? What are you talking about? Do you want the good one or the bad one first? Uh, uh, let's go bad. Bad. Yes. Would you let a drunk? Pre-fame Cardi B spit in your mouth after eating Cool Ranch Doritos or sandwich yourself between Michael Moore and Jonah Hill making passionate love. Brent, this is to you as well. I figured it was. Neither one sounds pleasant. I need to hear the details of the Cardi B one again. Would you let a drunk... Pre-fame Cardi B spit in your mouth after eating Cool Ranch Doritos, or sandwich yourself between Michael Moore and Jonah Hill making passionate love. Uh, you're not participating. You're just stuck in between. I'm gonna go with the Jonah Hill Michael Moore bit because Cardi B is. I have to. I, 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 how many times did I say it last time? Every single time. I right. Asked you She's a fucking cartoon character. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Her latest song is completely ridiculous. I have to go with the Michael Moore, the Michael Moore one too. All right. Now for the good one. The good one. Would you rather be a superhero in the DC universe or the Marvel universe? Ooh. Ooh. Discuss. Ooh, that's a tough one. Because you want to be men trying to be gods or gods trying to be playing men. Exactly. That's the big difference there. Mm -hmm. Now, it just said superhero, so origin and all that. Would you want to be be a DC hero or a Marvel hero? (sighs) You got pros and cons in both directions. Because on the Marvel side, it, it comes down to basically race relations. For all intents and purposes, yes. Okay. and on But on the DC side, it comes down to... Galactic uh, relations. Galactic relations, but also you see a lot more of the... Um, I can't think of the wording. Destruction of the whole world? No, 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 no. <laughs> um, 
private about privacy and you know oh uh, the the the, uh, the the alter identity or alter uh, yeah egos. yeah and what's the freaking word transparency yes okay, okay okay you get a lot more of that i think in the dc it's on the dc side they, they do have some of it on the marvel side as well but i'm thinking more i'm going in the marvel in the mutant direction so yeah. it's more race relations there so which one's going to be easier ooh. on you exactly i was going to go with mcu mcu why? Just because, as like, not the whole collab. In comic books or in film? This does this, play a factor. Okay. I, I, this is, I do believe, framed into the comic book. Into the comic yeah, okay, book. Okay. This is, would you, would you rather be a superhero in the DC universe or the Marvel universe? Okay. So they're talking comic book comic universe. Book, yeah. Okay. Then I'm going to go Marvel. I was going Marvel just because it's a lot more. Not the galactic scale, and they do get to that as occasionally, well. Occasionally, but nowhere okay. near with the other. Um, yeah, I, but I want to go Marvel. I just feel like that world isn't quite as dark, if you know what I'm saying. Know what I'm where I'm going there? Like, yeah, bad yeah. stuff happens, and it. But DC has so much, particularly since one of the Trinity is Batman, and everything is dark around Batman, right? So you don't quite have that on the Marvel side. You also have John Constantine on the uh, on the on the DC side. Yeah, but you also have Brother Voodoo on the Marvel side. Again, not quite the level. I'm also a big Marvel guy, more so when it comes to comics. All right, okay, so. okay. You we shall con- compare John Constantine to Doctor Strange. <sighs> Doctor Strange wins hands down. Oh. Yeah. Hands down. But power-wise, oh yeah. Hands down. Constantine's good, but he's a drunken asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. he he doesn't have nearly the power that Strange does. No, he doesn't. So, so. when you want to compare notes like that. All right. Okay, now, on the Marvel side, do they have, what's their closest Superman? You know? Ultraman, I thought it was. Ultraman, Gladiator from the uh, Shi'ar... Empire. Um, <clears throat> they got some power. Uh, there's, oh, what was his name? And then there's Wolverine. He can't die. We, he can. He can. No. You break his neck, he dies. Nope. Nope. Well, he keeps we'll, coming back. There was Deadpool said it best in Marvel, and Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. Your, pro, your, your superpower isn't your healing factor. It's popularity. It's the, reason, <laughs> the only reason you're still around. That's true, too. Yeah. <laughs> then why is it when he was fighting Spider-Man, he says, you can use all your power and you can kill me by breaking my neck? Because that's what happened in a what-if story of what if the Hulk killed Wolverine. That's how it happened. Because the Hulk got mad enough to slip two of his vertebrae. All right. Who is Marvel's Superman? This is from the Quora. Okay. Uh, we're going to go... Let's see if there's any good answer here. Um, so far, no. They're saying Captain America, but no. There's a there is a guy, and they have a guy that has like almost identical powers to Superman in the in the Marvel universe. There maybe Thor. 
Marvel Thor may be close to Superman. Well, he has a magic that can really mess him up. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty close, I guess. There, where was it? I know so that's the was... thing. Marvel doesn't have any characters that have like an elemental weakness, like like Superman has the kryptonite, and he's weak to magic, as we've de- we've determined. As has been revealed over time, Marvel doesn't play that. They don't play it where somebody has like a weakness like that. Hyperion. That's Hyperion. Yeah, I, I'm not familiar. He is um, <clears throat> one of the 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 multiverse versions of in Marvel. Okay. Hyperion. They have uh, Owl Man. Oh uh, man! Yeah, he really basically he's Let's he's watch the Batman, Batman. Watchman kind yeah, of thing. Okay. Um, hold on a sec. I'm 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 going to to the Wikipedia machine. But again, like I just said, Marvel doesn't have it where people have like an elemental weakness like that. Their weaknesses are strictly character based. Their weaknesses come from their morals and their attitudes and stuff like that. Yes. Uh, you know, Wolverine's not weak to a number two pencil like Green Lantern, like Golden Age Green Lantern. <laughs> I thought they got rid of the color-based weakness. I said Golden Age. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait. There's... Okay. No, a number two pencil could take out Golden Age and Silver Age, I think. Yeah, yes. because it was yellow. It was yellow. Golden, Age, Golden Age was weak to lead. And Silver Age was yellow or but vice there, versa? there's no lead in a pencil. It's well, graphite. The argument. It was a joke from Big Bang Theories where that, I first heard that. Oh, okay. Gee, all right, keep talking, boys. Keep talking. So... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, golly. But yeah, no, so, and again, that that just gives another point in the Marvel direction. You don't have a specific weakness like that, you know? Uh, so, you know, I don't have to be afraid of tulips because I'm weak to po- flower pollen, you know? <laughs> something, something silly like that, which could come up in DC. All right, okay. Here is Marvel's answer to the Super Friends. Okay. Squadron Supreme. I've heard the name. Not familiar. So we have Hyperion. Okay. Nighthawk, who is Batman. Okay. Dr. Spectrum. Okay. Might be Cyborg. Power Princess. Wonder <laughs> Woman. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, the Wizard. The Wizard? He's the speed guy. Okay. So there. Those sound like really cheap knockoffs. Uh, it is. That sounds it? like the Wish.com version. Yeah. <laughs> I think you said they, they 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 came along with those ones. Uh, yeah, right here. Squadron Supreme has its roots in Squadron Sinister, which first appeared in Avengers seventy as a pastiche to Justice League. Okay. So that's that's, that's where what that they comes were going for. Yeah. All right. That's what, uh, all right. Makes sense. I've heard heard of, just never seen or yeah. familiar with. So, all right, fellas, thanks for stopping by, Brent. Yes, thank you for having me. This was fun. Yes, good little, to little, you. Little, Are you okay? I'm Did you survive the ordeal? I survived. It was a little traumatic. You'll I should be, be okay. You'll be all right. 
Walk it off. Rub some dirt on it. Take a lap. You'll be all right. All right. I'll all rub right. some bacon on it. All right. That all works, right. too. Can't go wrong with bacon. Nope. Oh. So, for another week here at the Three Nose Podcast, I'm Mike. I'm Jason. And I'm Brent. We will talk with you next week. Bye-bye. Adios. Yeah. It's game over, man. It's game over. This has been the Three Nose Podcast. Thank you for listening. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Y'all come back now. Yeah.